Panel Riot, Ellen Shergay, Comic Collections, Archie Comics. Intern Stan, theme song. Stan, great work. Thank you, as always, for the theme song. You are doing a bang-up job, buddy, and you seem more uh, lucid, more clear lately. What's that about? Nope, spoke too soon. He's out. Uh, Folks, welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. We have, as advertised, at the top of the show, Ellen Shergay joining us. Uh, Will is with her right now in the panel bunker prepping her for the interview. Uh, They talk Archie comics. They talk... Um, they talk about uh, ways to organize your collection, a bit about her collection, and uh, we get a special guest. Special guest joining us, Corey Milbert, who you know from just a couple of short episodes ago. Um, he joins us to talk about uh, organizing comics and the League of Comic Geeks and, uh, and a few other things. So uh, without any further ado, here they are. Will, are you ready, uh, buddy, over there in the panel bunker? Thanks, Will. Great introduction, as always. You are looking as handsome as ever. Folks, this is Will, and uh, we are here in the Panel Riot interview bunker once again. Once again. And this week, we are fortunate enough to be joined by a friend of the show, a prolific artist, and just a a delight to be around. Folks, uh, welcome Ellen Shergay back to the show. Hello, everyone. How you doing, Ellen? Doing pretty good. Yeah? Yep. You ready to talk about some comics? I am ready to talk about some comics. I can't help but notice you got a fat stack of Archie comics do, in your hand. I do have a fat stack. I have a fat stack that I pulled out of this fat box full of awesome comics. That is a big old box. Yep. That is a, what is it, half a long box? Half a long box. A quarter of a long box? I don't know how long a long uh, box is. Maybe it's a third of a long box? Sure. I don't know. The point is, it is full of comics. Yep. And that's... Wonderful. That's basically what we're here for. Yep. That's how I get you to come visit me. <laughs> <laughs> that and delicious shish kebabs. That's true. Um, so, Archie Comics. Yeah. So, what you've got there aren't your run-of-the-mill Archie Comics, because heaven knows there's quite a lot of those. What you've got is the most recent reboot of Archie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Archie series. Um I mean, most people are familiar with Archie's because you'll check out at a supermarket and there will be Digest sitting right there mm-hmm. next to the tabloids. Tiny little things. Um, and Archie used to be an ongoing series, but a lot of this, a lot of the Digests were just short stories stuck in there. You'd probably read like 30 of them in a book, and it would just be the antics of the teenagers, and the story would start, they'd do something, and it would end, and there was no real continuity. Like, there wasn't too much growth. Mm-hmm. There, there was eventually, but um, yeah. Didn't he uh, eventually choose between Betty or Veronica, and that was the start of the whole "let's do all kinds of crazy stuff with Archie." They tease that a lot. They actually did have one where they they advertised that he was finally going to choose, and once it came out, it turned out to be a dream sequence. Oh, I know, <laughs> it's one of those. 
where you just want to throttle the creators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but no, they they ran a series called Life with Archie, mm-hmm. and it had two parallel storylines going. One in which he married Veronica, and one in which he married Betty, who, if you're fans of the series Archie in any of its different forms, you know that the entire basis of this comic follows this redheaded teen who is in a love triangle with... with freckles. Yeah, with freckles. He's he covered is, in freckles. He's covered in freckles. And he's in a love triangle with Betty, the blonde, tomboyish girl next door. Literally, girl next door. Mm-hmm. I think the very first Archie comic was just him and Betty, and she lives next door to him, and it was him trying to impress her. Mm-hmm. And the... Um, like, super sophisticated, snobby, rich girl Veronica, who is all things fashion and long black hair. And their looks don't change much throughout the whole thing. It's very iconic. Mm-hmm. But, um, so they, they did this arc where they split it off, and you follow the two different storylines to see what would happen if he married either Betty or Veronica, and then they came together in the final issues, uh, with spoiler alert, if you're a fan of Archie and you were not paying attention to anything in 2015, <laughs> they killed him. There's right. yeah, death of Archie. So death of Archie, afterlife Which, with Archie. It's yeah. crazy because the way they did death of Archie, you can't actually tell which one of the girls he ends up with. Mm. Like he's married to each of them in these arcs, and it comes together at the end, and they're both with him at the end, and he doesn't expressly say, like which girl is his wife. Mm. That's kind of cool, though. It is. It's it's neat. And then there's a there's one more like life after Archie, mm-hmm. ongoing where they memorialize him, and it's it follows. I think it touches. I haven't read that one yet, but it touches a year later what all of his friends are doing yeah. after his death. Um, Interesting, because I've seen you know advertisements and stuff for all of these, but I didn't know exactly what they were. All I knew was that basically Archie comics looked at their property and said, we can do whatever we want with this, and then did a bunch of crazy stuff. Because there's, they did all this, and then they did, wasn't there like an afterlife with Archie, where he was a zombie, and Archie versus Punisher? There was a lot of different myths. I think like Archie and Kiss, and Mm -hmm. Archie and Predator, like... Archie and Predator, that was the one, yeah. That was a good one. Um, But they started when they introduced... A character named Kevin Keller. Right. Uh, It was during one of the Veronica series. And he was introduced as this, like, military brat that traveled around with his dad. And Veronica had a crush on him. And in one of the panels, he's sitting there with Jughead talking about it. And Jughead's basically telling him, like, hey, Veronica wants to date you and she gets what she wants. And Kevin is like, but it's not going to work. I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Like just spells it out right there. He's like, I am gay. Mm-hmm. And there was a point during the series where they were sort of testing to see whether or not this would be accepted. And they did it really well. Like all of all of the people in Riverdale were very accepting about it. It it really illustrated the whole like everyone's family in that town. Mm-hmm. Everyone's welcome, everyone's accepting sort of thing. And uh so that that sparked this whole new creative venue for Archie Comics, 
where they were like, all right, people are okay with this, so we can push it a little further. So Kevin met this guy, Clay, mm-hmm. and they eventually get married. And there's this, I remember there's this huge thing, too, like, I think Moms for for something, some conservative group was, like, boycotting Toys R Us because Toys R Us was selling it really? in their stores. It was It was a big thing, and people didn't care. They loved it, and it sold out, and it was great. And when a bunch they, of conservative moms get together, <laughs> a bunch of conservative moms. they're gonna they're gonna talk about and do some dumb stuff. I can't remember. It was moms for something. Yeah, probably like moms for the decency of all humanity and yeah. don't let our children have fun ever. Or exactly. Experience yeah. new things or be themselves. LLC. Yeah, and so. let's boy. Let's you know what's going to be the most effective? Let's boycott Toys R Us <laughs> <laughs> because their top seller each and every week. Without fail, since 1975, is the Archie comic series. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mom, I don't want that Barbie. Please buy me an Archie Digest. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, after after the end of the, the Archie series where they killed him, which, uh, another spoiler, plug your ears, kids, is Archie dies saving Kevin. Oh, Kevin nice. is a senator, and he has a lot of, like, anti- gun laws that he's pushing mm-hmm. and he's backing a lot of the stuff and someone's mad about it and they show up at one of his rallies to shoot him and Archie jumps in the way hmm. so they they did a lot with Archie that was that was kind of off limits I feel yeah especially for such a wholesome comic like it was Archie does not break outside of the family box too often yeah but after that after that went down they released Afterlife with Archie, mm-hmm. which is a zombie comic. Like, <laughs> Jughead is the first person to get turned into a zombie, and he's basically leading zombie hordes through Riverdale trying to kill his old friends. And it's <laughs> super dark. It's there's, there's none of that like traditional Archie humor in it, mm-hmm. which was refreshing, but at the same time very unnerving because there's these characters that you love and... You know, they're teenagers, and they're just supposed to be worried about, like, getting away from the principal and which girl they're going to go out with next weekend. And they're fighting for their lives against one of their best friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's it's super dark. There are not a lot of points in it where you feel hopeful at all. You're just like, ooh. But I think as as it turns out, you know, them doing all this stuff with Archie, I mean... We're sitting here in 2016 talking about Archie comics and how good yeah. they are. Whereas, you know, just a few short years ago, it would have been like Archie comics, that's it, that it's in the same breath as Peanuts and Garfield and, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, Bazooka Joe comics. Oh, I remember that from when I was a kid, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I used to read that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think they, like, a lot of. A lot of, uh, like, Ninja Turtles and stuff and Ghostbusters, the new movie and things, mm-hmm. they try to reinvent things to pull in kids and make it relevant for today's kids. Mm-hmm. So the new Archie series, the one that that just started up last year, which is phenomenal, does that in a way. Like, it updates it. Archie and Betty and Veronica and all the other members of the gang are living in a more... Um, more modern setting. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he doesn't have the old red jalopy anymore. He's got, like, a busted-up Ford Mustang. Right, yeah. And 
they make, I think at one point Jughead makes a joke referring to Veronica as a Kardashian clone. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And their clothes are more modern. Yeah. And everything's they, um, modern. They're using, like, smartphones and. Oh, yeah. So the reboot was done by uh, Mark Wade and Fiona. Fiona Staples. Now I'm just intentionally ruining (laughs) names. Fiona Staples, the incredible Fiona Staples, Um, and it's great. How many how many issues did she do? Because she's not the artist currently. She only did the first three. Okay. And it was actually a big selling point for me. I probably wouldn't have picked it up, even though I'm very nostalgic about Archie, unless I had seen her name on there. Because obviously, I mean, she's the artist behind Saga, and mm-hmm. her work's really fantastic. She's magnificent, yeah. So she did the first three, um, and then Annie Wu took over for the fourth, which mm-hmm. I actually really liked her stuff, and it was cool. And then, I don't know why, but Annie dropped, and they picked up Veronica Fish. And all three of them have been really successful. Like mm-hmm. All three of them did great with the characters and great with the, with the comic, and I probably would have read through if... Any of the three that right, kept going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the one thing that does drive me nuts about the new Archie series, though, mm. the variants. There are oh, so, there's so many variants. Many variant covers. It's crazy. Like, they did it with Death of Archie and Life After Archie, and I can understand that. Like, it's a huge, huge milestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, holding the first issue now, and there's a cover gallery for Archie number one, and there are... At least 21, two 21 yeah. covers here. And then there's ones that were convention exclusives. Yeah. Fiona, I think Fiona did three or four convention exclusive ones, which I'll admit I scoped out online to see how much they were because mm-hmm. I really like her stuff. And, and sorry, that is, if anyone can hear that, that's Cat using the litter box. It's fine. Thanks, Tiki. <laughs> You're a champ. It's cool. Hey, uh, on the on the <laughs> last uh, episode where we had an interview, we had uh, Stormageddon uh, <laughs> clipping around the uh, yeah. the kitchen. So it's all right. Everybody there's gonna pets. there's gonna be pets and there's gonna be phones. It's just part of Panel Riot. The animal mascot. We live in the future and we all love animals. I'll give you a picture of Diki so you can put it up on your website. Yeah, absolutely. Star. I'll put him on the uh, uh, the guest page. I'll give him his own slide. I'll make sure I take a picture of him in the litter box, too. Just hilarious. No, that's okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, some of these covers, you've got like uh, J. Scott Campbell and Genevieve F.T., Michael Gatos, um, Brittany Williams, Chip Zdarsky, uh, Fiona Staples, of course, Ramon Perez, you know, David Mack, just a crazy amount of talent. They weren't pulling any punches with their their variant covers, for sure. And it's making it hard because Betty and Veronica are getting their own reboot now. And there is a Jughead reboot oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and that's the, the Jughead reboot is written by Chip Zdarsky. And who's doing the art? Um, hmm. Erica Henderson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've read a couple issues of that one. It doesn't thrill me the way that Archie does. Yeah, I've I've read up to issue three. And I want more of... I want more of the core group story. Like mm-hmm. I want the characters to be really involved, and I want them to grow. And it feels like it's a wacky, let's follow Jughead around, and, and you know, yeah. these are Jughead adventures. Yeah. But... But he's not... He, um, that creative team is leaving Jughead. Yeah. In the next couple of issues. I can't remember who's taking over, but... 
Well, the next issue is going to be the end of the story arc. Yeah. So they're probably starting a new arc with new people, which might keep me on for a little bit. We'll mm-hmm. see. I'll I'll let you know in the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but they're actually they're starting up a Betty and Veronica cool. run as well. Do we know who's doing um, the heavy lifting? I don't. I don't know yet. No. I, I know that the guy at the comic book store is trying really hard to sell me on ordering a bunch of the variants. Because <laughs> he knows I'm a sucker, Will. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for art. And mm-hmm. if it's pretty on the cover, I'll buy three of the same story. Yep, I've been there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so with that, we are going to take a quick break and have a word from one of our sponsors. When we come back, we will talk more Archie, what makes the new series so fantastic, and uh, more of what Ellen, whatever Ellen feels about talking about. Yeah. We'll be right back with more Panel Riot. Uh, What's wrong, Will? I just, I don't have any good art. What? I don't have any good art. How can you not have good art? Everyone needs good art. I know everyone needs good art. I just can't find any. Well, why didn't you come to me sooner? I don't know. Do you know a place? I do know a place. Where is it? Well, if you have access to the World Wide Web... Which I do. Go to www.coyotitude, spelled C-O-Y-O-T-I-T-U-D-E, dot com, where you'll find lots of good arts. That sounds awesome. What kind of art's there? Uh, do you like whale sharks? I love whale yeah. sharks. Are you kidding me? Use whale sharks. Um, also lots of other animals stuff. Very cool. Yeah. I love animals. Because if you're going to put something on your wall, it might as well be an adorable animal. Of course. So is it just uh, is it just like prints and, and things like that? Oh yeah. And stickers. And buttons. Stick- I love stickers and buttons. And I know that you've got one of the most adorable cats ever. That's true. His yeah. name's Watson and he's been on the show. Watson is a fantastic cat and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And he should probably be immortalized someday. Guess where you can have that done? Where can you have that done? Coyotitude.com. What? You take requests? I do. I you do You take commissions. commissions? That is fantastic. Yep. What's that website again? Coyotitude.com. Spell it. C-O-Y-O-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. Well, I'm going to go on the internet and check it out right now. Sounds good. And we're back. We're back. You know, there is something about the commercials on this season of Panel Riot. They just seem to be getting better and better. I don't know what it is. It's probably the voice actors you've contracted to do it. That is entirely possible. They're they very were talented. they were expensive and worth it. Totally. So we're back. We are talking with Ellen Shergay, and we're talking about Archie Comics. Archie Comics. Archie Comics. So let's talk about this uh, this new reboot. This uh, Mark Wade, Fiona Staples rebooted Archie Comics. Now. Archie is its own publisher, is that right? Yes. Yep, Archie Comics is actually the name of the publisher. It might actually be Archie Comic Productions or Publications. Okay. I'm not sure. But it's lovingly known as Archie Comics by all its fans. What do you think happened that um, encouraged them to take this new direction with Archie? Were they just like, we've got nothing to lose, so let's go crazy? Or were they like, (laughs) we want to change everything and infuse our comics with the best talent available? Well, I think part of it is that they're trying to be innovative and they're trying to stay current with a series that is so long-running that, you know, they're they're refreshing it. Um, And I 
honestly, in my opinion, I think part of it is that they tried to make it, they tried to reboot it and make it more appealing to kids. Because I remember when they first started one of the Archie series a number of years ago, they had put in advertisements. I think there was like a Justin Bieber ad or something. Like I remember seeing something hmm. along those lines and being like, what the heck is this doing in an Archie book? And I was like, oh, they're trying to draw in like the <laughs> younger crowd. Right. Yeah. But it turns out that most of the people that are reading this, at least that I've talked to, are people that have been fans of it for years. Right. And they're liking the new direction. They're loving that it's being updated and that it's going into a more, like, developmental story. I mean, Archie and the characters did develop over time, but like I said before, most of the stories in the Digest were just short, like, one-shot little mini-comics that were sort of gaggish, mm-hmm. and then they were over. Um... So the new direction they're taking is very appealing to new and old fans of the series. Right, yeah. Which is smart. I've talked about it on the show before that we're getting all these superhero movies and all these reboots and all this stuff from our childhood because we're at the age now where, I mean, a lot of people our age are having kids. So if the things from our childhood are repackaged so that we'll like it, then we'll enjoy it, pass it on to our kids... Yeah. And then they'll become obsessed, and it's an endless cycle of reboots and, you know, feeding culture to our children baby bird style. <laughs> <laughs> and this 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 is in the same vein, but the, the beautiful part is a lot of these reboots are really beautifully done. You know, for every teenage TMNT movie that comes out, you've got an Archie comics, or you've got an Avengers, or Iron yeah. Man, or whatever. So, And it could just be the... They're at the point now where they can say, you know what, let's redo it, let's start it over, and let's just make it super awesome. Let's get some of the best artists and the best writers out there and tell them to have at it. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't read much about how Mark Wade got uh, contracted to do this or how how he even feels about Archie, but I'd be willing to bet, just like most comic fans that I know, that Archie is nostalgic. Mm Mm-hmm. For him in some way, because we all grew up with it. It was everywhere. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I used to get him in my stockings at Christmas, and it was <laughs> awesome. I knew about Archie comics before I knew comic books were a thing. Right, which is so. very cool. I, I actually didn't have a lot of Archie in my youth, or I had no Archie in my youth. I saw that it was there, but by the time I got into comics, it was all X-Men and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Well, you were a boy. No, I'm kidding. No, no, it's true. I was a boy. That's correct. (laughs) But, I mean... Archie Comics was almost like soap operas for teenagers. mm -hmm. Because it was. I mean, they're in high school. And it's all love triangles. It's the basis of most of the stories. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole bunch of wacky drama Mm -hmm. that drew in probably more little girls than little boys, but... It, like you said, depends on the parents, too. It depends on what's shared with the kids. That's so. true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I started reading the Archie reboot was because you said it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll pick it up, you know. And? Did you like it? It's incredible, yeah. yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm just a couple of issues behind, but to be honest, this conversation reminded me how much I like it, and I'm probably going to get caught up tomorrow. Or tonight, after we're done recording this. That's Since po- they're right in front of you. <sighs> That's entirely possible, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I don't care how late it is. Watson's going to be so mad at me. Watson's going to be super mad because he didn't get to read them yet. That's true. <laughs> I'll be like, Watson, the new Archie comic so good. And he'll be like, yeah. Pretty and, much. And I can't argue with that. Really. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does know how to shut you down. He does. He's so <laughs> he's so good at it. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, your collection. Because okay. you, you are a prolific collector of I comics. Am. I collect a lot of comics. Because this box that we were talking about earlier, back all the way back in part one, um, is just a small fraction of what you have. You have shelves and shelves and shelves of trades. You have lots of single issues. Yes. Um, how long have you been collecting? Um, well, I have been seriously collecting since probably my third year in college. So... If you want to know how old I am, that was probably 2005. Okay. Um, <laughs> so do some math on your own. I'm not sharing past that. Figure it out, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> You've got calculators. I know We're it. not here to do math for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been reading comics for a while, but I really seriously started collecting them in college when I was, uh, I inherited a big collection from a friend of mine who was finishing up grad school and moving away and just couldn't take it all with them. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've I've donated a lot of the stuff he gave me because it wasn't my my bag, my cup of tea, um, and started pulling in more stuff that I liked. So okay. I have this I have this method when I go into a comic book store. I'll walk around and I'll look at the shelves, and most people probably do this, but I'll see a comic, and if the cover is interesting and I like the art, I'll pick it up. And the first thing I do is I flip to the very middle of it. I just open it right up. And if the art itself grabs me right then and there, mm-hmm. I'll flip through a little bit. And if there's not too much uh, too much conversation in it, like I've, I've picked up some comics that are way too wordy. Yeah. It's like reading a novel with a couple little doodles in the, <laughs> in the margins and it's, I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> I read comics because I like pictures. Come on. I mean, right, yeah. why else would I read them? But if I like the art and it seems to have an interesting look to it, like right away I can be like, that thing that's happening right there on that page looks pretty cool, then I'll give it a chance. There are so many comics that I don't even pick up, and then there are even more that I pick up, and when I open it I go, nope, and put it right back on the shelf. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I do that with almost all my stuff, and my, my collection's evolved, but... It's it's definitely grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've got five or six boxes, and I've got two bookshelves full of trades, mm-hmm. which I'm torn too. I don't know how people collect only the floppies, because I like to share my comics, but I don't want everyone like flipping through the individuals. Yeah, they're they're so much easier to destroy. Yeah, <laughs> the single issues than the than the trades. So. And the trades, I don't care if they get beat up. Right. Because it's a trade. I'll just go get another one. Yeah. They reprint those like candy. Because well, candy gets printed. Yeah. In my world. Well, the little buttons do. That's true. Little candy buttons. They do. They tear off with the paper and pretend you're doing acid when you're a kid. What? And then it turns out that you actually did do acid no. when you were a kid. <laughs> no, well. No. Did this not happen to you? No, it didn't happen. You didn't accidentally do acid as a child? I don't think I've ever accidentally done acid. Yeah, okay. Let's test this. Have you ever eaten a candy button? 
I have. The kind that tear off a little little dabs of paper, right? Yep. How did it taste? Like sugar. Okay. So sweet? Yes. Not bitter? Not bitter. And also, it didn't taste mind-expandy? No. It tasted more, that was good, I want to eat 50 more, and now I need some watery. I also had that experience, but it was, it was slightly acid. different. <laughs> Well, Don't I need to do drugs, kids. So I need to turn out like Will. I need to go see my therapist. So, uh, <laughs> whew, you learn things about yourself on when you do podcasting. Apparently, um, maybe that's why you like Marvel so much. Because <laughs> I took way too much acid as a child. <laughs> sorry, Marvel fans. <laughs> Not sorry, Marvel fans. We know what's good. <laughs> Speaking of which, my collection is predominantly image, if anyone's curious. Yes. I think I own maybe two Marvel books. Mm -hmm. Well, I said we know what's good, and image is what's good, so... <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, there's there's some other stuff in there. There's a little Dark Horse and some IDW. What are highlights of your collection? Uh, my Sandman collection. I have the whole Kabang. Kabang. That's not a word. Shebang. It is now. No, it's Kabang. It's Kabang. It is Kabang. I have the whole Kabang. I swear, I am naming this episode Kabang. It took me a while, but last year I finally found the last three issues that I was missing. So I have the entire series, and I'm very proud of that. Um, <laughs> I would have to say that Low is another mm -hmm. is another shining point in my collection. Uh, Low. Uh, we actually talked about it on the. Two episodes ago with Corey, um, we were talking about sci-fi comics. He also mentioned Low. Yeah. And uh, it's on my list. I read one random issue one day <laughs> when I was just pulling from the stack. It was great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, Archie, Archie's actually... I have a number of different Archie series in my collection. I have the Archie series, I have the Afterlife with Archie's, and I have the Chilling Adventures... Yes, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I don't think it's Chilling Tales of Sabrina. Sabrina, eh? Sabrina. Remember the Teenage Witch? I remember the she Teenage Witch. She had a Witch. TV show and they... a really poorly done animated talking cat. How dare you. <laughs> that animated talk... Now, this is this is the weird deep cut stuff, but some of the special effects... Because I used to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Um, not... What was, the, what was her name? Melissa Joan Hart? Yeah. Not for her... But I was a big fan of Caroline Ray. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, and I thought the cat was funny. But a lot of the special effects that were done on that show were done by a company called I think it was called Best Brains, and Best Brains is the company owned by Joel Hodgson, who you guys might know as Joe Robinson from Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Oh, yeah. that explains it. He did it. special effects on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm sorry to diss your favorite special effects guy. He's not. He's my favorite Mystery Science Theater host. It's so weird that that just churned up in my brain. <laughs> I don't remember crap like that. Um, anyway, Sabrina's coming back. They're bringing yeah. her into the comics. Sabrina is coming back. Well, she's in Afterlife for, with Archie. Mm -hmm. um, and poor Sabrina. Poor Sabrina is not having a good time in that comic, let me tell you. Does she get zombified? No, actually... Um, Again, spoilers, if you're planning on reading this, just don't pay attention to the next like minute of this podcast. <laughs> but she kind of starts it. Oh, jeez. Reggie Mantle hits Jughead's dog, hot dog. 
Aww. and kills him. Yeah. And he takes him to Sabrina and begs for her help. Mm-hmm. And she feels bad. So not listening to her dear old aunties, she revives him from the dead. Well, then Jughead goes out and sees his dog, who he thought was gone, gets mm-hmm. real excited and gets bit. Oh, no. Which starts zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Um, but hmm. Sabrina continues in that series, and eventually, after being horribly punished by her aunts for starting the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> finds out that she is basically destined to become the Bride of Cthulhu, which I'm not sure how that popped in there, but it's fantastic. Wow. But Explain and you were like, that, Whoa, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I never watched that show. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> Don't lie to me. I didn't I didn't have Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. You had friends that had Nickelodeon. I don't think I did actually. I didn't have friends. Regardless. The the chilling adventures of Sabrina is pretty dark too. Mm. It starts when she is a uh She's at the point where she has to decide whether or not, I think she's 16, and it's the point in the coven where she has to decide whether or not she's going to remain mortal and Mm. age and die eventually, or if she's going to become a full-blown witch Mm -hmm. and live for however long they live, which I think is implied forever. um, Caroline Ray is timeless. Yes. And make a pact with the Dark Lord. Uh, But they also touch on her origin, about her mom and dad, who I didn't know much about, not reading a lot of the Sabrina stuff. I don't know if... I know that they brought up her dad a lot, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if you ever really know much about her mom, which, correct me if I'm wrong, fans of Sabrina, but that's as much as I know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really dark. Yeah. Like, really dark. Like, mom has the baby, she's mortal. Dad's a warlock... And then it starts with the aunties showing up to come take Sabrina away, and Mom is trying to whisk her off because she knows exactly what they have planned for this kid. Right, yeah. Which is not, let's raise her in a happy, loving family and teach her to use fun, sparkly magic and fit in with the rest of the mortal world and maybe attract that boy she likes. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's not that at all. What happened to that guy? Harvey? Yeah. Oh. No, I mean, not the character, I mean the actor. Oh, I don't know. It's probably on Law & Order. Probably. Everybody's on Law and Order. Everybody does get to Law and Order. I was point. on an episode of Law and Order. What? That's not true, but I Justine was. Who? Doesn't matter. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of television series, one last thing about Archie. Um, they have picked up Archie as a TV series. Yeah, it's going to um, be called Riverdale, I think. Exactly. I think it's it was the CW, right? Yes. CW picked mm-hmm. it up, which is pretty much perfect, I think. Um, and, uh, I know there's been a little bit of casting and I remember seeing who they cast as Archie and it's perfect. Oh, maybe we'll get an afterlife with Archie TV series picked up by the AMC. Ooh, huh? they do love zombies. They do love zombies. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, folks, we are going to hear another word from one of our sponsors and we will be right back with some interesting information on how Ellen keeps her Collection straight. <laughs> Her comics. comics. What, what are we talking about? Comics. <laughs> we'll be right back. <sighs> Will, you whining again? Yes. What's the matter? I don't have any good web comics. What? How can you not have any good web comics? I want to find them. 
We've been over this, Will. Wait. Over and over and over. How many times have I told you? All you have to do is go to soulsworn.com. What's that? What is that? What is it? It is the best webcomic, not safe for work, that you will ever read. Not safe for work. Don't go there if you're a child. Really? I don't like things. I mean, I I like things that aren't safe for work, and I like webcomics. What's it about? Did you say Soulsworn? Corey! Oh my gosh, Corey's here. I heard here. you guys talking about Soulsworn. Yeah. yeah. Ellen Soulsworn's said it's great. a good webcomic. It's a fantastic webcomic. What's it about? Well... Do you like sound effects? Yes. Like donk? I love donk. And crunch? Oh, crunch is real good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. then you're going to love this webcomic. Okay. Yeah. Also, is there's it? there's big dog people and crab people and there's spider people and there's chicks that die but don't really die and turn into things and there's children. There's lots of children, but don't let that throw you off. There's also a guy that throws fish. I love guys who throw fish, yeah. like that one Muppet. There are Muppets. Which Muppet is it? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't very heavily Muppet-inspired. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Juggling, the fish-juggling French Muppet. I, I don't know. I took a lot of acid as a child, I just found out, so <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, he exists. Yeah, what's it called, Soulsworn? Soulsworn.com. Fantastic. Is there action? Yeah. Is, there, is there cursing? Corey, is there cursing? Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of cursing. Is there, is there naked people? All kinds of naked people. There's a lot of naked people. I don't know why you're whispering about naked people. Well, uh, okay, okay. Soulsworn.com? Yeah, soulsworn.com. Soulsworn.com. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so gross. And we're back. <laughs> We're back. Uh, that was a that was a high quality commercial. But what else would be on this show? That's true, right? Quality over quantity. Yeah, that's why we only do two, <laughs> which is not technically a quantity, but it is a quality. It's true. I don't understand math. We are back, and we're talking about comic books. And we have a special guest joining us, Corey Milbert. You may remember him from a couple episodes ago. I'm back. He's back. Yep, he's bogarting my time. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to uh, accumulate as many as the many show credits as he can on the guest page. What? Yeah, that's yeah. my plan. Aw, yeah. I didn't know we were going for achievements. Oh yeah, there's Chibos. Dang it! You guys are still way behind Bobby FJ Town though. I know. He's been on like five. <laughs> I know. Oh, Bobby. Oh, we'll get him back. <laughs> Probably. I'm just going to come over every time you're interviewing Bobby and pop in and yell obscenities <laughs> and run out just to get my name on the credits. That will get you on the show. Yeah. That will. I think um, <laughs> I was interviewing Zeke and Mare said something in the background and I was like, Mare's on the show. She gets a guest page. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're talking comics and we're talking about Ellen's large collection. Yeah. And uh, it, it seems like a lot to keep uh, keep organized. It is a lot to keep organized. How do you do it? Well, um... I tried many different ways. Mm -hmm. I tried physically writing down the collection in a book, mm -hmm. which was almost impossible to keep up with. Sure. And I tried a couple different apps that I found, like Goodreads and uh, Tradelist and a couple different ones that were okay, mm -hmm. but unfortunately a lot of the online book apps don't have a lot of comics. They'll have the trade paperbacks. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they won't have a lot of the issues. It's hard to to keep up with those. Yeah. But Goodreads especially. It's great for books. Yes. But I don't even bother with comics on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. There has to be an easier way. Will, you sound like you're making a commercial right now. Come on. I want, no. <laughs> I would never just randomly record no, a commercial. No, you would never That's do that. That's crazy. I don't slip that into every improv that I ever do. Actually, okay, so... Have we mentioned the Petri family? It's, oh, man. I could really go for some wine right now. A delicious glass of Petri Muscatel. Oh, yeah. Seriously, do you fantastic. know what Muscatel is? No. I don't either. It no. sounds like it comes from the gland of an animal. Based on... <laughs> Mm, that is some aged badger in in one of the commercials i think he says a plump juicy muscat grape but he could be saying muskrat grape (laughs) so you could be right muskrats could have glands that are called grapes it actually sounds kind of legit it does sound like (laughs) yeah yeah Oh, okay, wait. Petri wine, the only (laughs) wine made from animal parts. (laughs) Probably not the only one, but I digress. The only one advertised. That's true. Anyway, what's what's the easier way? How how do you do it? So I found this website called leagueofcomicgeeks.com. Like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, only way nerdier, and probably in somebody's mom's basement. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, nerds. I love you all. I'm one of you. But yeah, (laughs) leagueofcomicgeeks.com is basically a website where you can catalog your entire collection. And if a comic's not on there that you've got, you can also contribute to the site by uploading images and information about it, and then they'll review it and they'll publish it. Awesome. Um, You can also do things like set up a poll list. Mm -hmm. So every week I get an email from this website that says, Hey, Ellen, you better go to your comic book store today because low number 12 and Archie number seven. And yeah, I know, right? It'll tell me exactly what's coming (laughs) out so I can subscribe to that and follow it. It'll also tell me when series are starting up new arcs. So I have it set to alert me when different things start back up. Mm -hmm. It's like a one-stop shop for comic fans. In addition to that, it gets better. You can set up a wish list page so you can start saving all of the comics that you want. So what I can do is I can send like family and friends and other gift-giving individuals there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also review comics. So you can rate them with stars, but you can write reviews about them as well. Okay. Uh, there is community chat, and there is also... A resource to make your own blog on there. And I just discovered today that you can check out the stats for your collection. So when I said that most of my collection is image, mm-hmm. I was not quite accurate. It turns out most of my collection is actually vertigo. Right. Uh, and then image is my next biggest. And then it breaks them all down. It tells me who my top 10 most frequented writers are, the top 10 artists that I patronize, like... It's it's wild. It's awesome. Yeah, but it's crazy. the coolest part about it, I think, is that when you sign up, you can find friends. So Corey and I are following each other on there. Mm-hmm. So I can see what he's got in his collection, and he can see what I've got in mine, and we don't double buy, and we can borrow from each other. Very cool. It's 
so easy to use too. I I think in one night I was able to plow through my entire collection and plug it in there within a matter of a couple hours. Now, how do you how do you put it in? Do you just, you're just typing in uh, you titles. S- you search for yeah titles of mm-hmm. the series or author or okay. author works as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, you can either pull up the entire series or individual issues. And if you pull up the entire series, it's just a matter of going down and clicking each issue. Um, if you have variant covers, you can click on the issue itself, and it'll give you a list of the available variant covers, and you can say, I have this cover. That's and, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. You can also, if you search a series, like say you search Archie, it'll give you on the side an option to select only the issues, trades, hardcovers. Mm-hmm. You can even search solely by annuals. It's fantastic. That's crazy. And there's a League of Comic Geeks app that you can download, so if you don't feel like typing in all the stuff to find your things, you can scan barcodes to add them to your collection, too. That's what I was going to ask, because with something like this, I mean, there's I've seen apps before that allow you to catalog your actual, like, books and novels and things like yeah. that, and they all have mm-hmm. barcode, barcode scanners, so... So does this one. That's great. It is. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. So... The things you can do when you look at someone's profile page is you can see their entire collection. You can also see the ones that they've read versus the ones they haven't, as long as you're marking them that you've read them. You can check out their wish list. You can check out their reviews. You can check out all kinds of stuff. So I think mine says something along the lines of I own like 736, but I've only read 617. Sure, yeah. And I've only reviewed one so far. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd much rather talk about it with you. Right, yeah. Than sit there and type about it. Yeah, that's but, awesome. But yeah, it's it's pretty neat. And I've even found that a lot of people, like I'm on the Reddit comic swap mm-hmm. to, to trade off stuff that I've read and I don't want anymore for stuff that I want. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people in there have been listing it in their profiles, so you can just go click and see what they've got, and then be like, hey, I see that you've got this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Wanna trade? Yeah. And they're like, no, get off of my stuff. Jeez, Ellen. Those guys are nerds. They're you pushing. guys are nerds. Yeah. What? I'm a nerd. Well, you're not that kind of nerd. I am a big nerd. True. That's true. Um, what is your username on I would love to say that it's Coyotitude, but it's not. It's actually Coyote, K-Y-O-T-E. So if you find me, click the follow button, and I promise I will click the follow back button, and then we can talk about comics all day long. Awesome. Corey? And mine is CJ McThunder. Fantastic. And mine is non-existent. I haven't (gasps) set it up yet. (laughs) It's going to be Panel Riot, right? It it will 99% probably be Panel Riot. Now, if you go on there and someone else has Panel Riot, how much are you willing to pay them? I say as I pull it up and start registering the name now. (laughs) Not if I get there first. (laughs) I will gladly pay them in a number of physical threats. (laughs) Still doing it. So, to that end, um, we've talked a lot about your your vast collection. There are some things that you are looking to part with. Oh, yeah. I have a whole big list right now that I'm looking to part with. And it's not because they're bad, although some of them are bad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But some of them are ones that I just know that I'm never going to reread them. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather pare my collection down to stuff that I want to shove into other people's laps on a regular basis to make them read. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a whole bunch of different types. I've got some Marvel stuff. I've got a bunch of IDW that I'm looking to get rid of. And not even get rid of. I'm I'm happy to trade. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I'll sell stuff super cheap, but I'm also happy if you come to me and you're like, hey, I see that you've got Dream Merchant, the whole collection, and you don't want it anymore. Well, I've got these three issues of Injection that I looked on your League of Comic Geeks page and saw you're missing. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Follow me on there, please. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I have a whole list that I believe I emailed you. Yes, you did. And to that end, if you go right now to panelriot.com and uh, check the link for uh, this episode... Uh, in the blog, it'll be the first page that you land on, you will see the list of Ellen's comics that she is looking to um, uh, sell or trade. And if you have interest, you can contact us on that same page. Just click the link that says contact, fill out the form, and uh, I will put you in contact with Ellen. Alternatively, you can follow her Follow her on leagueofcomicgeeks.com. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Uh, that's great. I didn't take any notes and just remembered that, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, Leagueofcomicgeeks.com, go ahead and follow her there, and uh, I'm sure you can, there's contact stuff there too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can send me a message. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, that uh, that list is available today. So, to that end, Ellen. Yes. If people want to find more of your work or your whatever online, where can they find it? Well, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's Coyotitude, C-O-Y-O-T-I-T-U-D-E. Or if you want to see my artwork, my illustrations and photography and pottery, you can go to www.coyotitude.com. And I really wish I had a sweet commercial for that right about now. (laughs) Oh, I I think something could be arranged. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, you can email me at coyotitude at gmail.com. What? I made it real easy, even though it's really hard to remember how to spell it. Yeah, I screw it up all the time. Uh, (laughs) Corey, how about you? (laughs) Corey was just caught playing on his phone during the podcast. I was actually checking out my League of Comic Geek stats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at that. Uh, so yeah, you can still find me on at uh, CJ McThunder on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, League of Comic Geeks, same name, like we just said. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you very much for being on the show. You're welcome, Will. And uh, Will, we'll throw back to you in the studio. Thanks, Will. Great work as always. Thank you to Ellen and Corey for joining us for another great episode of uh, of Panel Riot. Before we close the book on another episode, I have a few things to share with you, the gentle listener. First of all, I would like to sincerely thank you for listening to Panel Riot, the only podcast in the world with three Michelin stars. Would you like more? Well, more is available. You can find us at our beautiful base of operations, panelriot.com. From there, you can do all manner of things, including donating to the cause. There has never been a better time to be a Patreon supporter of Panel Riot. You will have my undying gratitude, as well as a few Patreon exclusives, comic reviews, interviews, and other bonus content, uh, as well as new donation rewards. Just click the link that says Patreon and go from there. You will join the pantheon of supporters currently helping run the show smoothly with their hard-earned dollars. Our genuine thanks to Ellen Hemian, 
<laughs> sorry, Ellen. Sorry. Ellen Shergay at Coyotitude. How is that easier to say? Meredith Staten at Mayor Bear Doodles. Tony Garza at The W Revolution. Ed Burke at Ed Burke 37. And of course, the man himself, our benevolent overlord, the man who swirls the lightning at Sorgatron. On a scale of 1 to 10, say it with me now they are the best. You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. You can also follow Internet Sensation and Panel Riot Intern Stan at Intern Stan. You can also follow our wonderful sponsor, the Petri Family, at Petri Wine. Finally, Watson finally has his own Twitter page. Watson, where can the people find you online? Much like Intern Stan, Watson is asleep. My apologies. Our show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including iTunes, unsurprisingly. You can also head over to panelriot.com and click the link that says most recent episode. It does what it says it do. If you are an iTunes listener, please rate and review the show. It helps more people find the podcast and you will have a butterfly land ever so gently on your nose if you do. Also, now it's easier than ever to listen to the Riot for Android users. You can now hear Panel Riot on Google Play Music. Go and get it now. I want to know what you think of the show. Please email us at panelriot at gmail.com. Tell me what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like, what your uh, League of Comic Geeks name is, and uh, how Ellen can snoop on your collection. Thanks for listening, true believers, and remember, life is too short to read bad comics. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine. <laughs>